Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Very good morning to you. Welcome to Friday's show, the end of the week. Thanks very much to Anne-Marie for presenting the programme over the last couple of days. And news broke yesterday that Joseph Puska had been convicted by a unanimous jury verdict of the murder of Ashling Murphy in County Offaly last year. Ashling, as you know, was a relatively recent graduate of Mary Immaculate College here in Limerick. Reporter Andrew Louth, who's been covering the trial for us on Limerick Today and Live 95, joins me again on the line now. Good morning to you, Andrew. Now, Andrew, the judge uh, made uh, some very strong comments, didn't he? That's right, Joe. Um, When the verdict of uh, guilty, the unanimous verdict, as you pointed out, was was read out by uh, the registrar of the court uh, and confirmed by the foreperson of the jury, uh, Mr Justice Tony Hunt addressed the jury. Um, as he had done so many times throughout the trial and said that he agreed with the verdict of guilty uh, of um, placed on Josip Pushka for the murder of Ashley Murphy. And alongside that, he said that, um, first it should be pointed out that the jury only needed around two hours to come to this uh, verdict. If you look at other high-profile cases in the past, it has taken juries a lot longer to come to a verdict and uh, this jury only needed around two hours of deliberations. And Mr Justice Tony Hunt said that uh, he was glad that the jury didn't waste any more time uh, of their valuable time on what he described as Pushka's nonsense. And that's what it was, Joe. It was nonsense. And he also said later on in his remarks to the jury that uh, there is evil in this room, no doubt about that. And uh, when I say that uh, what Pushka did, uh, what uh, that was Pushka's nonsense, he concocted a pack of lies, uh, both to Gardaí investigating Ashing's murder and then in the witness box as well. And the fact the evidence was so overwhelming that I was very surprised that uh, Joseph Pushka actually went through with the trial and uh, didn't actually plead guilty. Now, There's no difference in the outcome. It's a mandatory life sentence, but it's the type of thing that could have made a difference to him when it came to parole hearings in the future. Yeah, I mean, the newspapers are full of images this morning of Ashling Murphy and there's one of her graduation from Mary Immaculate College here in Limerick and it can be forgotten that she only graduated in October of 2021. I mean, she was only a teacher for a matter of months before this terrible, terrible murder. That's right, Joe. And you spoke about the the pictures of Ashing that we see in the papers uh, today. There was one picture I saw of Ashing yesterday and it was a framed photograph that her mother Kathleen was holding as uh, the as they filtered back into the court when there there was news that a verdict had been reached by the jury of nine men and three women. I had never seen this photograph before. And with all of the photographs, I think you and your listeners will agree, the one defining feature and that you always notice about Ashing is her beautiful smile. 
And this was the case yesterday as well with that photograph. That was the first thing that you see. What an extraordinary, beautiful young woman she was and a credit to her community. And when the verdict was read out, um, Kathleen Murphy, Ashing's mother, held the fo- held the framed photo aloft to the jury. And where Kathleen was sitting was very, was very poignant. And um, just to try and paint a picture for you, Joe, and for your listeners, where Kathleen was sitting, she was sitting in the middle of the row that she was in. You have the barrister's bench, you have the solicitor's bench, then the barrister's benches, then the press bench, and then it's the family bench behind them. And there were two other benches behind um, the family bench then. But in when you're looking at the courtroom, Court 13 and CCJ, Kathleen Murphy was sat in the middle of that row in what was essentially in the middle of that room. And the picture of Ashing, after the jury were told very early on in the trial, they wouldn't hear much about her. And that was the cold fact of the matter. The trial was about Yosef Pushka, but the photograph of Ashing meant that uh, being held up meant that she was the centre of everything that had gone on today and that she was the victim of this brutal crime. Andrew, tell me more about the reaction of the families. Yeah, so as I said, uh, Kathleen Murphy held up the photograph of Ashing to the jury after it was read out. Um, she, her husband Ray, uh, brother Cahill, uh, Ashing's brother Cahill, Ashing's sister Amy and Ashing's boyfriend Ryan Casey, all of whom who sat to every minute of evidence uh, that was delivered in the court with such dignity and grace. They embraced each other. There were tears from Kathleen and Ray. I spotted tears from Ryan Casey as well. And it was clear that a, a huge weight had been lifted off their shoulders and there was a real sense of belief And I even saw some smiles from Amy, Ryan and and Ray as well, just because they had got the justice that their their daughter, their sister and their partner deserves. As for Yosef Pushka, he was, he came into court, he was looking directly at the jury. And then when it seemed to take a while for it to dawn on him what had actually happened because he was getting it through, getting the verdict through an interpreter. So while everyone else knew what had happened, it seemed to take an extra couple of seconds for him to realise what had happened. His head was bowed. His family members started getting upset. His dad got angry. And Mr Justice Tony Hunt had asked for quiet when, before the, the jury, the, the verdict was read out, but it was clear that um, there was a lot of emotion uh, in the courtroom when the verdict was read out. Mm. Now, um, Ashling's family will get the opportunity at sentencing this day week uh, to read victim impact statements. Isn't that right? They have the opportunity to, if they wish to take us. They don't have to. But um, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt said uh, after the said this after the verdict when he was addressing the jury that um, there is only that uh, they will have the opportunity to do this. And he, he added that he hoped that they will take the opportunity because just to go back to what I said earlier, Joe, and if you remember when we spoke at the time of uh, Ms. Amory Lawler's opening statement, the prosecuting barrister, when she described Ashing, a 23-year-old girl or woman, I should say, 
with her whole life ahead of her, a primary school teacher. And then she said to the jury that after that moment, you will not hear much about Ashling Murphy. And Mr. Justice Hunt went on to describe her again with um, those same uh, descriptions and adjectives that Ms. Amory Lawler had said. 23-year-old woman, her whole life ahead of her, a primary school teacher who clearly loved children. And he also mentioned that she was a sportswoman. She was a member of Kilcormer Kalahi Kamogi Club in Offaly and how the GAA is is a big part of many communities and she was very much a part of that. So he said that he hoped that they would uh, share victim impact statements before he hands out a sentence. But as was pointed out, they are not obliged to. Mm-hmm. Ashling's family did take the opportunity to speak on the steps of the court, didn't they, afterwards? They did. And this was something that was a very, very brave thing for them to do. Because just to paint a picture again for you, Joe, and for your listeners, there was a big media presence outside the Criminal Courts of Justice, just besides Phoenix Park in Dublin, when it became apparent that they were going to speak, they were going to say a few words about Ashling and about uh, the case as a whole. And there was a lot of media there, a lot of cameras, a lot of photographers, a lot of reporters. That's, as you as you would well know, Joe, that's not, and that's that can be quite intimidating for a lot of people, especially when these are people that, for the most part, they don't even know. They didn't have to do it yesterday. It was very brave of them to do it. And without trying to speak for them, it's my firm belief that they wanted to speak so that they could guess, they could speak about Ashing. Because as I said to you before, the trial wasn't about Ashing. It was about Yosef Pushka. As cold as that is, Joe, that's the, the fact of the matter. And that was pointed out by both Ms. Anne-Marie Lawler and by Mr. Justice Tony Hunt. And this gave them the opportunity to talk about Ashing. Mm. And they did in uh, such warm and glowing and appropriate terms, didn't they? They did. Uh, she was described as um, a shining light on her community. And um, her brother Cahill described her as our darling Ashing, which was kind of the first time we'd heard um, any kind of reference to her in such personal terms. Uh, her boyfriend, Ryan Casey, also spoke. He was clearly very emotional with everything that had gone on. And look, Joe, who wouldn't be? You know, this was this was his partner. They were together, I believe, for five years. And this was the first time he had a chance to really open up and speak about how much of an influence she was, not just on him or on her family, but on her community. Yeah. And the other thing on the periphery was, and, and you know, social media has many positives but one of the negatives is all sorts of things can be said on social media that quite rightly you and I could not say here on the air um, and it, it, certain things were um, completely and totally debunked weren't they I mean for example this totally incorrect rumour that there was any connection whatsoever between Ashling Murphy and Joseph Pushka before that awful moment 
That's right, Joe. And um, I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, as you have uh, done so, I'm not going to get into uh, the details no. of what those rumours were. No. Like, we we know, we. I think anybody, I think it's a rumour that a lot of people have heard and I don't think it deserves any credence because it was debunked on the very first day of the trial by Ms. Amory Lawler. They were not known to each other. They had no connection with each other. Mr. J- uh, uh, Mr. Michael Bowman in the defence made reference to a rumour that was circulating, and he was do and uh, there was perhaps some uh, confusion at the time that why he made reference to it. Again, he didn't go into the detail like you or I are not doing either, but it was done so in a positive way. It was done so in so that the jury were aware. There were rumours around this, but they're completely untrue. They had no connection whatsoever. He said himself he did not know Ashing Murphy when he, while he was also telling a pack of lies uh, when he was being investigated by Gardaí. Hmm. Uh, the other thing that people will remember is uh, the many vigils, including here in Limerick at the time of Ashling's terrible death, um, and indeed, the wider debate uh, that it sparked about uh, the safety of women in the country. That's right, Joe. And there was a lot of talk online, I remember, over the last 22 months about how the media suddenly went quiet about these discussions. And the reason why the media went quiet was because Yosef Pushka had been charged with Ashley Murphy's murder. The case went sub judice. Anything and everything that is said on social media, when a man or anybody, man, woman, child, is before the courts, like the discussions practically end there. Defences can use it as evidence that a client can't get a free trial. But to go back to the point that you were talking about there, the discussions about um, how making women feel safe and what we as men could do. A lot of people seem to take it up the wrong way. What I think the discussion is, is how we can stop women being attacked rather than going back to the age-old saying of what women can do to protect themselves. Yes, there are steps they can do to protect themselves, which were suggested before. They could not go out alone at night time. Ashing Murphy didn't do that. She went out in broad daylight on a very popular spot along the canal, and this still happened to her. And I think that that needs to be reflected upon, that um, no matter what steps are taking to to try and protect themselves or to try and avoid situations like this, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation has to open up then. Right. Now, it is uh, going to be, a mandatory life sentence for Josip Pushka. Uh, as I say, the sentencing is due to take place uh, next week. Um, but after that, um, unfortunately for the family, they have to try and find a way to move on, don't they? This is it. And you would hope, and again, trying not to speak for Ashing Murphy's family, you would hope that the fact that they found who it was. The Gardaí got the man who killed her that, and that he has now been put away. As he, as was described by uh, Cahill Murphy, Ashing's brother, a vicious monster and a predator is 
what they called Yosef Pushka. He's now away in prison for a mandatory life sentence. And, you know, people might make suggestions about when he'll be at, when he'll get out and all that. But Yosef Pushka put them through a nearly four-week trial where they had to listen to all of the evidence. Some of the evidence was harrowing. And we spoke about it here, Joe. Like the post-mortem evidence, the evidence from the Fitbit watch where it pointed out the exact time it stopped recording a heart rate for Ashing Murphy. Some of that evidence was harrowing. And Yosef Pushka, for reasons only he can, only he knows, put the family through that. When any parole hearing comes up, that's going to be factored into it. And for the Murphy family to try and move on and continue their lives, they will do so with Ashing in mind, as any of us would do with any loved one. Yeah, and I suppose a final point is, you know, she had influenced so many people so positively, Ashley Murphy, including here in Limerick during her short life. She was only 23. You know, he took her life and he took all that potential good that she would have done for the next, who knows, decades, 50 years or more uh, from her and from everyone around her as well. That's right, Joe. And I think this is one of the reasons why this case resonated so much with the Irish public. Everybody knows someone like Ashing Murphy. We all have, like, a lot of us have sisters, a lot of us have friends who are primary teachers, who are skilled musicians, who are gifted sports people. And then to see someone like this who was just out exercising on a bright day after finishing work as a primary school teacher for the day to just be taken so callously by Josef Pushka. I think that's one of the reasons why this story resonated so much with people because they felt like they knew her or they felt like that there was someone they knew who was just like her. Mm. Well, may Ashley Murphy rest in peace. Andrew Louth, thank you very much for all of your coverage here on Limerick Today and on Live 95 over the last few weeks. Uh, a very important case generally and uh, particularly resonating here in Limerick because she was such a recent, recent graduate of Mary Macbeth College and had spent so much time here in Limerick. So we do appreciate uh, all you've done in your reporting and thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.